want to be like, what is that alien that's in uh, Men in Black that that dies but tells him about Orion's belt? You know oh, that alien? Yeah. yeah, I didn't want to be <laughs> looking like that alien. <laughs> Just <Aww. laughs> don't know Orion's belt. <laughs> Oh, oh my god, I love I should watch that. I forgot about that movie. Wow. Oh, um, speaking of movies, I watched the latest screen. I did too. I watched it. I did yes. too. I actually enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. It was campy enough. It fit. It was nice seeing, you know, the the veteran cast. Um, Homegirl, what's her name? I think her last name is Ortega. Uh, Jenna Ortega. Yeah, Jenna Ortega. The younger sister, right? She's popping up in a lot of stuff. Right, she's in X, which yeah. just, I think, came out today. Did it? Oh, I can't wait. I gotta watch it. I know, I can't wait to see it. Uh, Kid Cuddy's in that movie. Yep. So. They've, got, they've got quite a few people in there <clears> that I've seen. Like, um, Homegirl, I don't know her real name, but she played in uh, the, the remake of Suspiria. Mm. I have to look up her name. My phone's dying, so I can't do it right now. But she's in it. If you guys just look her up, look at look her up in both movies, you'll see who it is. But I recognized her from Suspiria and was like, okay, that's an interesting cast choice. Suspiria mm-hmm. was an interesting movie choice to remake. <laughs> <laughs> in my opinion, that movie was strange. Um, but yeah, Scream Five. I if I would rate it, I would give it three and a half Blackulas. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I would agree. I think um, the only thing that I didn't understand was, and this is a slight spoiler, everybody, but the only thing I didn't understand was the um, how old the sisters were supposed to be. The age was off. The oldest sister is supposed to be 26. I did the math. (laughs) I did the math. And I was like, okay, so if this older sister was five years older than the younger sister, the younger sister would be like 21. Why Mm -hmm. is she 18 in high school? Right. They could have easily solved it if they would have just made her, you know, seven, eight years older than than her. Because if she left at 18, Mm -hmm. then the sister would have been 10 and would have still had... That, like that. A, a relationship with her right this is, again tells me that this is written by people who don't have siblings or don't have siblings with a huge age gap who think that that might they wouldn't have a relationship because as somebody who has siblings from 14 to six years older than me i can tell you there's still a yeah. relationship there definitely yeah they messed up on that part but yeah screw five yeah, I think 3.5 is accurate. Okay. I think that's a good description. Yeah, I, it was enjoyable. There was a part that broke my heart. I like, actually cried, but other than that, I'm not. I'm not. Right. 3.5. I like where it ended, how they brought they tied it back to the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that they did it in a good way because it definitely could have gone off the rails and it could have been cheesy. But the way that they tied it back to the house and then this and that, I, mm-hmm. I mean... I, I came away from it thinking this is definitely written by people who are fans, true mm-hmm. fans of the original, yeah. Yeah. not just people that wanted to cash grab, but people who obviously wanted to make money, obviously, but who are true fans mm-hmm. and wanted to, to do a good send up of the movie, which yeah. I appreciated. Yeah, it was really good. I, they did a good job at that. Definitely. Um, so we are here. 
talk about not what she called a requel of a slasher, but we're here to talk about our uh, March read in the Horror Host right. group. Um, and it's called Jawbone by Monica Ojeda, if I'm saying her name right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna put it out here real quick. I did not finish the book. I don't think I will finish the book. Yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you why when we get into it. But yes, we started the book May uh, March 1st and it, we're supposed to end it at the end of March. And here we are in the middle of March and I don't think I'm gonna, <laughs> I think I'm gonna end it. I think I'm gonna, I don't think I'm gonna finish. Yeah, I feel the same. I feel like our other uh, group members would also agree. Um, if you're interested in joining the book club, you can find the link to our Discord to join in our Instagram, if you look us up on Instagram. But I, I, I don't think, I'm going to finish it either. This would be our first ever, like, book club DNF. Like, right. we all were like, I think, we're gonna, I think I'm going to DNF it, like, all of us separately. And mm-hmm. that's actually really sad because this book had a interesting concept. I really liked the cover art a lot. Like, it, I was right. like, what is this about? This is crazy. Um, and, you know, the beginning is intriguing because, you know, you're kind of jumped in the middle of it in a way. And so you're like, okay, so obviously we're going to have flashbacks. We're going to see how things came to pass, why we're here now, why we're in the situation. And the book, we're 50, maybe 60% in, and the book is just meandering. Like, it's not, nothing Nothing is happening. <laughs> <laughs> it's giving very stream of consciousness cancer vibes. And look, if you're a writer and you're a cancer, don't come for me. I'm a plotter. I know that Cancers can exi- exist and can be wildly successful, but I think you run the risk when you are a pantser and you don't at least have a bulleted list of key events or where you want your book to go. It can end up like this, where it meanders and you only lightly touch upon your core plot here and there, but you're just telling us all this extraneous shit that we don't need to know. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, and then the the main group of girls that first of all, it takes place in, I believe, Ecuador, 2018, circa 2018. And um, these girls go to this really basically a prestigious all girls school um, where the girls, they root, they, the group of girls, actually all the students kind of run the school. Like they can do whatever they want because they're rich, their parents are rich and that money pays for the school and the salary that teachers um, used to live and the principal and it's proven that these kids are spoiled and you do what they want because this class spoiler um, decided to stage a fake um, student massacre like fake school shooting and basically sent their teacher to the hospital like she had a whole heart attack and retired early because of this group of girls and the students who played along in this prank I would have I would have cussed everybody out and quit. Like, honestly, <laughs> that's that's sick. So, and they thought it was funny. Right. And this group of girls, they're just into like this. They're trying to be edgy, right? They do these ridiculous dares. Um, They have these ridiculous rituals that, you know, they're like the little in-group type stuff. And the dare mm-hmm. things get more and more dangerous to the point of like, the girls are like choking each other out and thinking it's funny. Like, just dumb teenage shit, right? Mm-hmm. Bored teenage girl stuff. 
Yes, it's giving a little bit. If you've seen that movie Thirteen, it's giving a little yes. bit of that. Yes. Um. The so the the characters that we're following. There's Fernanda. There is Miss Clara, who is another English teacher, who we'll talk about in a second. There is Annalise. I believe she. We do end up seeing her narrative sooner than later, but our main characters, are Fernanda and Miss Clara. And Fernanda is somebody who, let's say, thought she was co-leader of this group of girls. That is her and Elise. There's uh, Fiorella, there's Natalia, there's uh, Zime, and there's, um, I, I feel like there's- or something like that. Uh, Analia, yeah. right. And two of them are sisters and then, you know, whatever. And so, yeah, Fernanda thought, okay, I'm the, I'm, I'm the second baddest bitch in this school. And Elisa is the first one, and I'm the second one. You better recognize. We're best friends. Fuck everybody else. But, you know, they, they discover this abandoned building at some point in the narrative. It's not exactly clear when they do, right? It feels like they discover it maybe let's say between junior and senior year. Is that right? Is yeah. that what you were thinking? Yeah. Like we got? Time. Yeah. And so they start going to this abandoned building, using the different rooms for different things. They have a room where they tell scary stories and they do this. And as Samara mentioned, they start doing these different challenges like strangling each other, like stomping on stakes, stakes, woo girl, snakes, <laughs> like, um, walking along the edge of the roof and, and things like that just being dumb there's a part where like they go to a party like they all sneak out because they're like oh we're having a sleepover they said it at the friend's house that their parents aren't there but the nanny is there and so they're like sure right. we gotta sneak past the nanny to go get in this car with this grown out he's a grown man okay he's probably like second year of college or something but mm -hmm. he's grown on their teenagers and so he gives them a ride to this um party this college party and they dare the boys to walk along the edge as well, like of the building. They're like, hey, if you do, if you walk along the edge of the building and you, you do it right, the dare right, you can ask us to do anything that you want to do, want us to do, basically. Um, and it's just, I'm like, first of all, the boys are dumb because they actually were like, sure, because obviously they're thinking about sexual favors or getting mm -hmm. slashed or just gross stuff with these underage girls i was like okay red flag red flag red flag um but then there comes a point where um the boy's like if if i do this dare you will show me the nudes that you said you have on your phone of yourself right to um annalise annalisa and she's like okay so the boy actually does the dare and and they're like, okay, show us the picture, show us the picture. And so she shows them the picture of her nude, but then they get freaked out because apparently something is something weird is going on with her in that picture. We still don't know right. what it is. And I actually don't care because that's how that's how much I don't care about this book anymore. But it causes the the one one boy to like fall off the roof and break right. his leg. And and lose some teeth and whatnot. And yeah. so uh, it so the context of this photo, which again, like, I don't even know if we were to finish the book, if we were to ever find out what happened mm -hmm. or what the photo was in, because in the very next, the, the book is 
Okay, so the book is told through Fernanda's point of view, Miss Claire's point of view, eventually Annalise, but there's also moments of, of it splicing in Fernanda and Annalise's texts and also Fernanda's uh, notes with her therapist mm -hmm. in which the therapist does not respond. And Fernanda, we are only reading Fernanda's point of view. So in, and we'll, we'll come back to that, but immediately after this party, Fernanda says that she starts to feel like something changed in her with Annalise and with his friend group, because immediately after this, she says, you know, I don't want to do this anymore. Basically, I don't want to be your friend. I don't want to blah, 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 Annalise. And now Fernanda's the odd bitch out. You know, she, in the, she shades uh, Zamina and in the, group saying she was she was the the loser of the group and we just hung out with her because because but now I'm the loser now she's cooler than me and it's like why she gotta be why you gotta dog her like that right and she's saying how she's even more of a loser because even though you know Zamina was a loser she still hung out with the group but now Fernanda doesn't even get to hang out with the group at all right I was because like it worse yeah, and Elisa kicked her. And so when she's talking to her therapist, she keeps referring to the the subject of the photo as that thing that I told you, or that thing you already know that I did to Annalise. So it's, you know, Fernanda took the photo, she did something, blah, blah, blah. The therapist is asking Fernanda if she's a lesbian. And mind you, these are kids at a Catholic school who are raised by religious people. I think it's Annalise's mom is uh, very pro-life mm -hmm. and frequently arranges protests against abortion clinics and, and same-sex marriage and all of that. So that's the context of, of what these kids are going through. But she and Annalise definitely have this weird, I would say, borderline sexual relationship because they keep not necessarily kissing, but there's this scene where it's described that they lick each other's gums and they, mm -hmm. and Elise says like, I want you inside my bones or something. And she had this dream where Fernanda turned into a crocodile and then quote, penetrated her. Yeah. It's all very weird. Very Cannot weird. say that I have had friendships that close and as a bisexual, cannot say that I've ever that's not the kind of relationship I've had. Right. I was just like, okay, this is a really weird relationship. It's like, it's so weird. It's like, I think what you said about, it's like 13 meets the craft meets bunny, but not in like, not in a good way. Right. Like all the weird mm -hmm. stuff, none of the good stuff. So. Right. And that's not even that's not even us talking about kind of the main plot point, which is Fernanda being kidnapped. So Fernanda is kidnapped by her teacher, Miss Clara. And now we're going to shift to talk about Miss Clara, because this woman is a piece of work. This is a woman who. <laughs> OK, this is a woman who actively spin and with her entire being, her entire soul down to her marrow girl. She wants to be her mother. Her mother had been a school teacher, so Clara becomes a school teacher. Her mother had sclerosis, I think this is what it's called, where her back was shaped like an S. And so she starts kind of walking and a, a F affecting that movement. 
and wearing once her mom dies her old um corset that that helped kind of straighten her mom's back out and this is a lifelong thing to where people in her family and her friends and all these people have commented on Claire's desire to be exactly like her mom. She dresses like her, she talks like her, and meanwhile her mom is um, obviously weirded out by that, but her mom is also um, passive-aggressive and kind of a bitch. She, you know, she her does not like her mom. That's the funny part. Like, she does not yeah. like her mother but she strives to look like her. And I, mm -hmm. I think what the word you're looking for might be scoliosis. Yes. I think for her back, it might be scoliosis. I can't remember. Yeah, I think you're right. I said, what did I say? Sclerosis? Sclerosis. I'm thinking of like multiple sclerosis. Or right. Okay. Yeah. So I, my apologies. I did not say the right word. You, Samar, you said it right. I have to look at it again, but I think like the way you, the way you described what it was, it might be it might have been scoliosis. I could be wrong. I need to. And I, yeah, no, I think you're right. Um, you're right. She doesn't like her mom. She doesn't like her mom at all. But she's like, I wear her clothes. Her ha my hair is like hers. Like she looks like her mother. She dresses like her mother. Right. It's so crazy. And and okay, like let's also be honest. And we're gonna drag a little bit of this fashion here because it's not like her mom is is a snappy dresser. Like who's a snappy dresser? That's a, like a, a Angela Bassett right. or even Jada Pinkett Smith or Anna Wintour. We're not talking like I dress like my mom, Tour. but she dresses like Anna Wintour. You know what I'm saying? She's like, I dress like my mom who dresses like a woman who was not in fashion even in the 1980s. We're talking like square boxy tops. We're talking long floral floor length skirts. Mm -hmm. She even says she wore her mom's undergarments to bed, which look. Uh, I don't even know. I would never. I, I have a complicated relationship with my mom. I love her dearly. Um, if that were to happen to her, I would never wear her undergarments. I would probably keep, you know, her nightgown or like, you know, her bonnet. I wouldn't wear her bonnet. I would keep it. Maybe like, oh, these were socks or something like that. Her undergarments? Hell no. Yeah, I oh, no. I couldn't. And then also what's funny too is like what we find out is, you know, for Clara, Miss Clara, the teacher has kidnapped Fernanda. But some time ago before Miss Clara joined the staff at the Catholic school with all the girls, she had been kidnapped by her students and put through hell. Right. <laughs> so exactly. it's just like, so the kidnapped becomes the kidnapper. Right, and and she's extremely anxious, right? Um, Claire is somebody who is extremely anxious. We are talking somebody who probably in a different, if she were to probably seek disability for her anxiety, she probably could get it because mm -hmm. she's constantly sweaty. She mm -hmm. is constantly picking at her skin. She's scratching her thighs until they bleed. She's um, probably has PTSD from being kidnapped. Mm -hmm. And um, we still don't fully know 150 pages in, I think, which is where we left off, like, chapter 18. Mm -hmm. By chapter 18, we still have no idea what happened during her kidnapping. Now, of course, the context is these two girls who were her students broke into her house, tied her to a chair, and held her for a couple of days. Obviously, that's just terrifying enough. Mm -hmm. So without knowing beyond the context, of course, she has PTSD. 
But I'm finding that's kind of the issue with this author is this book, I mean, is we're, we're being told these things that are happening and this is supposed to be a horror book, but it, I'm not getting told the things that are happening that would truly make this spine tingling. Right. Oh, this happened to her. They did things to her. She doesn't want to talk about it. Okay, but you don't, we as readers should know this. We should yeah. be given this information. I need the deets. I just want to know. Right. I just, be, yeah. The, that one, I don't know why when I said that, my brain is so, is wired so weird. But like, do you remember like the R&B song where the guy would just be like, I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I was like, okay, Samara, get your brain back. Bring it back. <laughs> but that's how I felt. Um, yeah, I'm just confused. This like that's I think we've basically said up to the point where we left off at. At mm-hmm. least that's where I left off at. Was like, you know, yeah. Fernanda is kidnapped by Miss Clara. Miss Clara ain't letting her go to the bathroom. Home homegirl been pissing in her pants. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's gotta have been some days how many times she's peed her pants. Right. And yeah. yeah, she's not getting food. She's not, yeah. yeah, she's, she's handcuffed. And she doesn't know why she's like, she's like mm-hmm. okay, so why me though? Like everyone else did stuff to you too. You know, we probably, you know, I'm sure they pranked her or treated her second class citizen. Cause she's just a teacher. Um, but for some odd reason, the teacher has decided to, you know, grab Fernanda and kidnap her and none of the other girls. And so Fernanda's just like, why me? Like, I didn't even do anything to you compared to the other kids, you know? Right. And I think at the last, the last interaction that we read between them, Clara calls her a liar or something like that. Mm-hmm. Girl, I just, I just want to know why I am having to read eight through 18 chapters to get even an inkling as to what Fernanda did to have been kidnapped. Because it's not like this was the second half of the story that we find out Fernanda was kidnapped. Mm-hmm. The book opens with Fernanda being kidnapped and waking up in this cabin, not knowing where she is. So I just feel like if you're going to, if that's what you're going to open the story with, then at within the first couple of chapters, within act one, if we're, you know, mm-hmm. act, bringing this down in acts, mm-hmm. we need to have known why, why did she do this? most ridiculous thing I that's actually you know that's one of the things I hate the most in books is when it just meanders like I'm just like okay I'm not a slice of life book reader like I can't read books just with slice of I need something to happen I need the plot to move forward or else I'm gonna get bored and I'm gonna DNF it which is Mm -hmm. what happened with um Jawbone unfortunately uh I'm stopping it here for me, I'm definitely going to just give it like, because I'm not even going to read anymore. So I'm giving it two stars just because it wasted my time. Or rather two Blackulas because it wasted my time. <clears throat> there we go. Right. The The other thing about this, and I, we don't know if it, so this book was translated mm-hmm. to English. So we don't know if the way that the book is structured is because of the translation or if it was written this way. The thing that made the book hard for me, and I think we all agreed, what made it harder to read was that everything was in these huge long blocks of text Mm -hmm. with the exception of the scenes where we're reading like a transcript between Fernanda and her therapist all of the text is in this huge long paragraphs and we're talking even the dialogue to where you don't know fully who's saying what 
And then the author is also doing that um, kind of very Hemingway type thing where it's it's a metaphor wrapped in a simile, wrapped in a run-on sentence, wrapped in a a sentence with with dashes and parentheses like parentheticals and all this stuff and it's just it's it's too much and it's not as though she will do a big sentence like that and then have a one word sentence Mm -hmm. like this she believed that it uh just like her mom when she was a kid and did she did it uh blah 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 end it with a clause no Mm -hmm. next paragraph and i would be cool if there was some variation of the sentences but there wasn't and because she she's weaving in and out of their backstory so much, I would argue not all of the information she's including we need to know about. Mm-hmm. Um, Sometimes she like yeah. over over explains things, like mm-hmm. over characterizes things. Like the one boy, they were like, "You look like Robert." Pat-. He looked like Robert Pattinson. And but she kept like mm-hmm. going over his looks, like the way he looked, the clothes he wore, and then it'd be like a normal sentence about something else. And then the guy who looked like Robert Pattinson would say something, and they'd be like, Yeah, the guy who looked like Robert Pattinson would say this with his cleft chin and his grin and his jeans. And then it would like go back to whatever the re- I was like, Okay, why do why do you keep giving us more characteristics of, of this character in between like? plot points i'm confused yeah um i I think we were all looking for something that was a psychological type horror which is i thought it was going to be very in the veins of um repulsion i guess Mm -hmm. or something that is very psychological horror that is also talking about something because i think the the core of what this book is supposed to be about is the the horror of being a woman of of transitioning to a woman going from a child to through puberty to being a woman being a teenager you know replacing your mother if you will in terms of she's getting older you're coming into your youth and beauty and that that relationship and that kind of war there the relationships that girls have with their friends and I wish that that could have been exploited more and explored more instead of this, we're on chapter 18 and have no idea why Fernanda's kidnapped and Miss Clara doesn't seem to really have an idea why she did it either. And she's super anxious and she's not feeding her. And she suddenly knows how to hunt and kill a rabbit and eat the whole rabbit in yeah. front of the girl. And then and there's this photo, they're nudes, and she did something weird to her friend and maybe she liked it. And maybe Fernanda also killed her brother. That's another plot point oh, yeah. that I don't think we needed. Yeah, there's like that, that suspicion <laughs> that Fernanda's mother is afraid of Fernanda because there's like that idea that she killed, she might've killed her little brother. Right. So then I'm like, so why is she the one that was kidnapped? Why not Annalise? Because if, if that's a thing where it's like, okay, is this person capable of murder? Well, I, I don't know. So wow. I don't plan to finish the book to find out. Yeah. Me either. I think we all like unanimously agreed, like, think this is it. Um yeah, think this is it. <laughs> Unfortunately. It it that's how it goes sometimes. So mm-hmm. yeah, so I agree with you. I give this two Blackulas. I'm uh I would you know what? No. I'm gonna give it a one. I'm giving it a one Blackula. That's how much I didn't like this book. 
Yeah. That's how much it played with my emotions. Mm -hmm. So this is a one Blackula book for me. Um, yeah, fucked up the church's money. I was mad about it. <laughs> I was mad about it. Wasted my time. I would much rather be reading uh, Joplin's Ghost, which I am behind on. That's our I'm current surprised. buddy read. I'm our previous to... buddy read. And uh, our, our next one is Hex Hex. Right. By his last name is like uh, Huvelt. He's got a yeah. interesting name. Thomas Old Huvelt. So I'd much rather be reading those, which is probably what I'm going to shift to as well as all the other content that I that I have to be. <laughs> but you know, we haven't chosen, I don't think we haven't chosen our pick for next month yet. Mm -mm. Not our book club pick yet. Um, so mm -hmm. if you want some say in that, <laughs> then you need to join our book club, the Horror Host Support Group. Because uh, we, contrary to belief, especially with this episode, we do pick good books. We take chances, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> but you know we do read good books uh, our last read was pretty good yes and nana is still the mvp for me oh in my terms God. of the the books that we've selected so far that's still the one that i'm mm -hmm. especially just thinking about grace in that page boy <laughs> man look, nana was out here looking like he man <laughs> <laughs> specifically you know that do you, do you remember that video oh god this is me aging myself too do you remember um when people put together the image of he-man with that song what's going on and yes it, yeah that he-man that's the <laughs> he-man that i imagine nana looked like only black no with the hair. there he is i love that book i want to reread it when i have the time that yeah really good one the audiobook was everything. Yes. Oh yeah, he was really he was a really good narrator. Mm -hmm. Was that that wasn't the author, was it? No, 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 no. Okay, I'm about to say like I don't think it was. Our last buddy read was good too. I really enjoyed the Double and Silver. Mm -hmm. It was different. I did too. It was a psychological horror. Yeah. I would say that one was, but mm -hmm. yeah, Double and Silver. It wasn't. I don't know what I thought it was gonna be. But it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. And so, but it was still like surprisingly good. So I really right. enjoyed it. Yeah. And I would say I'm I'm enjoying Joplin's Ghost, uh, listening to the audiobook. Uh, the narrator is good. She's giving auntie energy and I, I'm here for it. Um, and then on to Hex and then our April read. I, but we're also, Samara, we are very avid readers. We always have so many books mm -hmm. on our on your plate. So aside from what you're reading for our, our book club, what else are you reading? Oh, I'm currently, shoot, what am I not reading? That's the question. So um, I'm reading Red Azalea by An Chi Minh. Uh -huh. It's the reread for me. I haven't read it since like college and it's so good and I'm loving it. It's basically about, um, it's a memoir about An Chi Minh and how she grew up in uh, communist China under the reign of Mao Zedong and uh, what it was like working like in the work camps and stuff and mm -hmm. believing in the propaganda, right? Um, I'm also reading, uh, I don't know why, but I'm reading the sequel to Akatar. Um, mm. uh, what is it, like Mist and something? I can't remember. Girl, but I, I, I not, have never read Sarah J Maas, so. I don't know why, but it's happening right now. It's just, it's really slow going though. I've been reading this book for like four months, so. <laughs> Don't quote me on it. 
Um, I'm also reading Truth and Lies by Whitney Hill. Mm -hmm. um, I'm reading too much stuff, honestly. Like, I'm about to pick up. I just DNF. I DNF like five books this year so far, too. So Dang, and it's only March. I know. But, you know, I got to keep moving. I'm like, I got stuff That's to get true. through. That's true. It's not hitting right now. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, I'm going to finish up the Diviner series finally. Um, hmm. Like I'm on the last book, so that's what's happening. What about you? Who? Uh, so uh, listening to Jacqueline's Ghost. Oh, read not book club. Look at me not following my own rules. Um, <laughs> okay, certain dark things. I'm listening to the audiobook. It's by Sylvia Moreno Garcia. Vampires. It's giving noir. I really love it. I love the narrator. She's really great at at these very distinct different and distinguishable voices. I'm a, I mean, I'm a vampire hoe. That's my favorite supernatural creature. So any kind of book with it, I usually gravitate towards. And I love Sylvia Moreno Garcia. She's probably one of my top five authors at the Great. moment. Um, reading and advanced reader copy of Tales of Novia by the Jessica Cage. Pretty excited about it. Reading um, also an arc of The Undead Truth of Us by Brittany Lewis pretty excited um beta reading a book called we are the origin by my good sis chelsea lockhart or cm lockhart and i feel like there's another book but those are the ones that i have the mental capacity for at the moment because i'm also in rewrites for my own book yes i'm so excited i'm so excited well should we wrap it up here yeah, I mean, I don't have much else to say about this. Uh, just to let you all know, um, you know, we'll, we will be doing this every month. So we will talk about the book we're reading at the beginning of April. Obviously, if you want to join the book club, we mentioned how you can. But then at the end of April, we will be doing uh, an in-depth review of the book. So if you want to read along, follow along with these episodes. But thank you for listening to us so far. I'm having a good time putting the show out. I don't know about you, Samara. I love it. I look forward to it. Thursdays me too. Are for me. <laughs> right. Uh, well, I guess that's it. That's, that's it. it. That's all. That's how we feel. <laughs> we'll move on. Right. Peace. <laughs> Bye.